founder of Allison's Brand School, and technically, I'm not a therapist, but I am really good at coaching humans on how to get clear about the work they're doing. By listening to others spill their guts, I know you'll relate, relieve some stress, and find the tools to freaking do what you feel called to do. Oh, hello, you beautiful, gorgeous, glorious boss babe. You are doing such a good job. It's Allison, and I am so excited to have you here for episode number 12, Embracing Imposter Syndrome with May Lily Photo. Imposter syndrome is like one of those buzzy things I feel like right now. Maybe it's your first time hearing it. It kind of just depends on your consciousness in the world right now, like where you're floating, where you're at, who you're listening to, who you're talking with. Essentially, the idea of imposter syndrome is that I'm a fake, I can't do this, and everybody's gonna figure out that I've tricked them. Which, I want you to know I was in a meeting yesterday with literally, I think, some of the biggest business owners in all of Utah, and we were, I'm trying to get them to hire me for something, and I said to them, <laughs> I am not kidding you, I said to them, listen, I try to like not brag, but like I'm really good at this. I said that to them and then I leave and I'm like, why do I say these things? Because when I go into a meeting, I love the quote from Brene Brown, don't puff up, don't shrink back and stand in your power. And I was actually in a very intentional place. And so I really didn't feel like I was puffing up. My energy wasn't frantic. I know I really am really good at what I told them I'm really good at, which is speaking. I'm really good at it. So anyway, I'll simultaneously do that and then also be like, I've tricked everybody. Uh, that's imposter syndrome, okay? Uh, that's my large preamble to telling you about imposter syndrome. And you are gonna love listening to Michelle because I think you're just gonna relate to her so much. I'm so excited for you to, she's so sweet, so vulnerable, so open. Now, I just wanted to tell you this. Did you know that if you are in our Boss Babes in crowd, you get our newsletter each week and we send you like actionable business items each week. So we give you like a focus. So this could be really helpful for your business. And we also link to every new business therapy episode. So for joining the Boss Babes in crowd, I wanna give you my two-step plan for building your empire. So the way you're gonna get this is by texting build my empire, all one word, to 31996. So you go to 31996, like in your two line, and then you text the word build my empire, all one word, and that is gonna get you signed up. Let's get into this episode. You are going to love it. I'm gonna ask you this question first. Okay. What is your biggest pain point? It is that I, like my voice is No, you're doing so good. Um, I have the worst case of imposter syndrome. And okay. so I think it like really holds me back in everything that I do. 
Okay, I love okay. that you brought this up because I've actually gotten this question a couple of times recently of people saying, how can I get over imposter syndrome? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a really good conversation. Just out of curiosity, I want to know your other two pain points. My other one is how to work in an abundance mindset when you're living in a scarcity situation. Okay. And then I, for the life of me, can't figure out my content. Like, how do I give free content to my people? Because I am a photographer and I do not want to do photography education, but I want to give them something. Like, my my word is share. Like, I feel really passionate about that, but I don't know how to do that through a social media platform. Like, in person, I feel like I'm good. Social media. So let's talk a little bit about your business of May Lily Photography. What do you make your money on mostly? Shoots. And are they what type of shoots? Families and children. Okay, families and children. Is that what you want to do? Yes. Yeah. Good. I do. I think. I mean, I think. Yeah. I want to do commercial, right? right? You know, and I thought I did, Mm -hmm. but after that workshop. And, like, after going through the brand school and stuff, it's not photography that's my passion. It's what I'm providing. I will have people come to me. Like, my last session, she came to me, and during the session, she said, I booked this session because she's a divorced mom. It was Mm -hmm. this crazy, awful situation. She's a past client. And she's like, I booked this session because my son is old enough now, and he hasn't seen his father in two and a half years, and he thinks it's his fault. He thinks he's not important. Mm -hmm. He thinks he's not worthy. And I booked this session because... I wanted to show him he was worthy. You know, I wanted to show him that he was important, you know? Yeah. And so, like, it's that kind of stuff that, like, yeah. this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. And how long have you been doing photography? Eight years. Okay, so she's not a newborn baby photographer who just picked no. up a camera and decided to charge people. I'm actually really good at kids. Yes. I'm really good at them. Not yeah. actually. You're not actually really good at kids. You, you are. are really good at kids. And what gives you that confidence? at being so good with kids like when you're with kids where does that confidence come from is it the result like the picture you can get from the kid is it that the kids feel good when they're with you I think it's both because you know a lot of people's like pain points with pictures is like it's hard like my kid's not going to cooperate but like yeah nine times out of ten I can get your kid to cooperate and not only can I get them to cooperate but they can be my best friend like at the end of the session if I'm not holding your child or they're not holding my hand or they're not in love with you. Yeah, like my crying. little boyfriends yeah. or like, you know, then yeah. I like missed the mark somehow. Yeah. Okay. I love this so much. This idea of, so you have in your Instagram, welcome to the May Lily fam. We laugh here. I love that. Families, little humans, brands available for travel. What if there was almost that message of your child will be obsessed with me? Right? Because I've met you. I'm I'm talking to you. You've got a gorgeous curl clip. You've got your cute shorts. Like, I feel like that's very true to your personality with this idea of saying, your child will be obsessed with me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) so what I'm doing is I'm answering your question of your biggest pain point, this imposter syndrome. So immediately what we zeroed in on is what you feel incredible at. And what you said, I'm actually, but that's okay. You at least told me, thank you. You told me something you're incredible at. And let's think about the confidence that stems from that. You can connect with children. You can get children to be obsessed with you. And you want to know what children? I can get kids to be obsessed with me too through my nails. 
Little kids love my nails, mm-hmm. and I can not all babies, but I can get a lot of babies if I start like tickling their arm and they look at my brightly colored like, and that gives me like a lot of. Co- Do you see what I'm yeah. saying? So uh-huh. we're accessing your confidence through something you feel incredible at. Okay. So one way to combat imposter syndrome is to focus on what you're incredible at, focus at what your strengths are, and hang your hat on your strengths. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what would you say you feel like an imposter at? Being a photographer, you've been doing it yeah, for years. I know. When I tell somebody like, oh, I'm a professional family and children's photographer. Yeah. Like I am forcing myself to say that because in my head, and I think it's almost like my husband, I was on the phone with him telling him I'm pregnant. He said, it's almost like the more education you get, the more you feel unqualified. I feel the same Because you know way. more. I feel mm-hmm. the same like, way. Like you know what you're missing. Yes. Yeah, so I think I have, I actually do have this crazy broad education in like the foundation of photography. Like I could probably look at a photo and eventually I could recreate it mm-hmm. just because I have this random broad spectrum. But because I have this broad spectrum, I don't feel like, like I know what I'm missing, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so. And so I think let's focus on definitions. Okay. You're saying I'm a professional child and family photographer. What does it mean to you to be professional? Making money. Okay. Do you make money? Uh, yeah. Yeah. People pay me. Uh-huh. Do they pay you as much as you want them to pay you? They do now. <laughs> Only like recently. So I just moved back from California. Yeah. And it was the hardest 18 months of my life. And it's where I found who I was. And I finally raised my prices to a place they should have been. And I ended up like lowering them to a Utah appropriate price here, but it took me a long time to get there. So this is really interesting because professional for you has a lot to do with what you're charging, what you're pricing, feeling worthy of pricing what you're pricing. I think the key word there is worthy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For me. Worthy. And what is it that people are buying when they're buying pictures from you? It used to just be, I think, that they were buying the fact that I could get their kids to do great pictures and pictures to put in their house. But I think since your workshop, I found that it's that they're buying someone who accepts them and accepts their story and reminds them of like, you know, because I think that's something I seek so much Mm -hmm. that I want them to have it like who they are in their story like this is the beauty of your story Mm. don't forget why you're doing what you're doing the joy that you see every time you see this picture on your wall like that is there to remind you why you're doing this that's so beautiful so then what's your job when you go to take someone's pictures to love them okay to love them can you control that yes good (laughs) like high five like you like because so often We assign ourselves a job Mm -hmm. that we can't do. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. You have assigned yourself a job that you have complete control over. To love them. What else is your job when you go to take their pictures? To get like authentic, real smiles and emotion out of them. To help them be the most authentic version that they're willing to be. Yeah, write it down. Yes. (laughs) Because notice how I phrased that. You can help them be the most authentic version that they're willing to yeah. be. Yeah, and I think that's where I struggle yeah. is because my success, as I've written down different versions of like yeah. what success is to me a bajillion times, a lot of it has like relies on them. I yeah. need them to book me so I can make X amount of money. I need them to do this. I need them to do this. And, mm. and that's giving a lot of your power yes. to everyone else, which, listen, I'm great at that. 
I recently spoke at an event for Jody Moore, which is filled with a bunch of people who are either training to be life coaches or are doing life coaching. And I had almost no stress before I spoke. And I always get anxiety before I speak. Even I got nervous giving a talk in church the other day. And I get paid a lot of money to talk. And it's a free talk to a bunch of people who don't care. And I was like, ooh. Eric was hysterically laughing at me because I was legit nervous. And I was almost with completely without nerves. And I pinpointed why. And it's because I was talking to a group of people who I knew, knew, were completely responsible for whatever it is they took away that day because that's what they get coached on. Mm -hmm. And that was a mind-blowing realization of how much stress and anxiety it causes me feeling responsible for what other people are going to take away. And that's, I think, similar to what you're doing. And then you feel like an imposter because you're trying to control something you can't control. Right. Right? So how do we, quote unquote, get over imposter syndrome? I think the first thing is you realize you're always going to have it to some degree. We all are making it up. We all are constantly arriving. Do Mm -hmm. you ever feel like an imposter, Ashley? Absolutely all the time. Which is funny. I wouldn't think that you do. No, I totally do. I second guess everything. I think everyone else has to figure it out. If I'm not staying up to speed on everything that everyone else is doing or learning and... Okay, because I would, I'd be like, you're so chill this way. Like, Mm -hmm. Ashley, you're never having an existential crisis over that. I don't have a crisis over it, but I definitely feel it and think it. And And you react by keeping tabs on what everyone is doing and keeping up, Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. a sense. Yeah. Also, why you like keeping up with the Kardashians, Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Probably has something to do with that. And so, I think it's realizing everybody, everybody feels like an imposter at some point. And if you don't feel like an imposter, it truly is a psychological disorder. Like yeah. people who believe they have no fallibility are sociopaths. Mm-hmm. I mean, truly. Good to know I'm not a sociopath. Yeah, you're not a sociopath. Yeah. So you're like, I doubt myself. I'm not a narcissist. Great. Yeah. Check that off the list. <laughs> you can sleep easier at night. So I just want you to start replacing every time you think I'm an imposter, I shouldn't feel like I'm an imposter. Let me do all my thought work to not feel like an imposter. I just want you to replace it with cool. I'm not a narcissist. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. I think demonizing imposter syndrome is just as detrimental as the imposter syndrome itself. Yeah. That I have to feel completely confident in everything I'm doing in order to do it at all times. That's not going to happen. I have to get up and teach you how to build an awesome brand even when I feel like parts of my business are complete crap right now. Mm -hmm. Because I then have to take my confidence. Which is like mind-blowing for me looking on the outside. Oh, yeah. Like looking into your business, I'm like... It's for, yeah, but I look at it and I go, this isn't doing what I wanted it to do. And this isn't doing what I wanted to do. Why would anybody believe me? <laughs> right? Well, that's absolutely what I run into. I'm like, yeah. why would anybody trust me? Like, what qualifications do I have to do anything? You know, because eventually, you know, it is more than photography. Like, I want to be more than a photographer. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I love this. Okay. So here's what you care about. You want to show up and you want to love them. You get to control that. You choose to love them. And that's so beautiful because nobody enjoys having their picture taken by somebody who you feel like is judging them. Mm-hmm. Ashley and I get our pictures taken a lot. And I will tell you the people who I hire over and over again are the people who I feel like are genuinely delighted by me. <laughs> 
Well, that's the point, right? Like, you're getting pictures because, like, you want to remind yourself of the good in you. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you're showing up and you're seeing the best in people. And you're reflecting that back to them. You can't be in control of how they're going to receive it. And so all of these things, even if you feel like an imposter, you go through this checklist of what can I control? What do I have to offer? What do I have to bring? I do the same thing when I go to teach a workshop or I go to do a keynote. What can I control? Well, I can control that I'm here to love and share light with these people. What do I have to bring? Just so happens that when I get up and I talk from my heart, it tends to reach people and give them permission to do what they feel called to do. I don't know why God gave me that gift, but that's what people keep telling me. I feel it when I talk. I feel it when I talk to you. We just did another interview and I started crying at the end because I was like, get your ceramics to the people. (laughs) It's what I care about. It's what lights me up. Imposter or not, that's what I have to give. So I'm just going to show up and give it because I know I believe in being the type of person who shares what you have to give. So that's the next place is like, okay, you know that all these things are your job. You know that you value them. Do you believe in being the type of person who does it even if it's uncomfortable and you feel like crap? Yes. I know you do. That's why I asked such a fixed question. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, I do. And so then you go, okay, I show up anyway. That's it. Okay, so let's talk about business business, right? Like the business of taking pictures, booking clients, sharing on social media. What's a pain point in there for you? I think it does stem back to this like imposter syndrome, but I have such a hard time selling myself. Like You're not selling yourself. But I am still so like, I don't know if it's because it's an art that I'm creating and because I care so deeply, but if my mini sessions don't sell out, they didn't want me, which is not true. And I I know that, but it's like I do these soft sells because I'm afraid they won't sell out, but because I did this soft sell, they won't sell out. And then it's like this self-fulfilling circle of tragedy that I'm making. Yeah. (laughs) That's my next biggest one. When you get this really solid and when you really believe that you're giving people this value, like that you're helping them with their kids, when you're giving them this quality product, whenever you're going to sell anything, you have to be unapologetic about it. You have to say, this is what I'm doing. My mini sessions are awesome. I promise your kids are going to love me. You're not going to have kids crying and screaming in my pictures. I think it'd even be funny to be like, 9.9 out of 10 children, like, you know what I mean? Just something like that. Like, statistics are in your favor. Like, this is going to go really well for you. But I just feel like... Even if that's so much pressure to put... You're more like me, so I'm I'm like with Ashley. Most of the time, yes, but what if they cry? Ashley That's why I like the (laughs) 9.9. And they might be like, well, my kid is the point. Ashley can emotionally check out of things in a way that I can't. So I'm with you where I would say, even if your kids are crying in the pictures, I'm still going to make it look good. Yeah. Okay. And then you, just a little sigh of relief. I saw her like yeah. immediately start panicking. I'm like, Ashley, this is where we're at, right? Right where it's like, and you know what? Lizzie took pictures of my family and Fiona cried the whole time. You can't even tell. Which is so unlike Fiona. Mm-hmm. We're like, she's the easy one. She's the fun one. The other ones are hard. They were fine. Yeah. Fiona threw a tantrum the whole time. You literally can't even tell in the pictures. Mm-hmm. There's like maybe one picture where you see her crying. Yeah. Just the way she got the pictures, and I'm sure you can do that too. Do you see what I'm saying? Where yeah. like you know how if a kid is crying and throwing a tantrum to work around it. Yeah. So it's just like I know that I'm taking pictures of real people, and I am going to get you beautiful pictures of your real people. People, when they have to show up for family photos, mm-hmm. feel like they have to be some version. And they don't want to waste your time and they're spending all this money and there's so much pressure. Yeah. And they have to show up and they have to look their best and they have to act their best and they have to be their best. And you simply saying like, 
I'm working with real people and I'm going to give you outstanding photos of real people. They're like, oh, okay, I just get to show up and be a real person. Which is like exactly yes. what. That's Bless all. You. Yeah, that's all you Bless want. You. That's all, and that's all you want. And by putting that out, you're attracting people who want that too. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so when it comes to selling. Yeah, I still think you can't do a soft sell for that kind you, of stuff. She's absolutely right. You can choose what you she's sell, but you ab- need to sell it yes. hard. You don't have to sell that your kid won't be crying. But no. whatever you are selling, whether it's like creating these moments and capturing them, you have to sell it hard. Every time I'm talking, I'm always selling. What can I give them? In your Instagram? For free. Yeah, like in my social media or my newsletter or whatever. I feel like everything I send out is like, here's my session day. Where do you get most of your business? Instagram and referrals. Mostly referrals. I would focus on what can you give the people who are referring you business? So I give them a referral discount. Okay. And I am wanting to do like client parties. The question is, is the client party for your clients or is the client party for you? I want it to be for both. I don't want to go to a client party. I'm just telling you, I don't want to go to a party with a bunch of other people that I don't don't know know. for my photographer. That's me. What do I want from my photographer? I want more pictures or I want a discount. So I think you're giving what you can give. If you want to do the party, remember that you're doing that party for you. Just as much. Now, if you do a party and I get some free photos while I'm there... I'm more interested in coming to the party. Right. I would keep that in mind. Remember how you have a relationship with these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you see what I'm right. saying? So I had this exact conversation at my first workshop I ever did is a esthetician wanted to do a Christmas party for her clients. Yeah. And I said, I don't want to go to a room with a bunch of people you do eyebrows for. I'm not interested during the busiest time of the year yeah. Going, what I do want I you get? to give me free product. What do I get? If you appreciate me, give yeah. me something for my face or my eyebrows, which is what my esthetician actually does. Right. And I freaking love it. Yeah. And she's like, has her like clients, and she'll be like, here, this is something I think your skin would really love right now. And I'm like, oh, Lisa, thank you. <laughs> right? And I'm so loyal to her. So that's, I think. Well, and what... I want to do that. I want to give them mm-hmm. more, but I can't always be giving free photos. No. You know, so like, yeah. I guess. That is it. Like, what can I give them that makes them feel that? Okay, what's the goal? To get more people to come and take pictures with you? Is the goal to get new clients? Is the goal... Why do you want to give? We're telling you to give value, and I get that, but, like, why do you want to give? All of those things. I mean, that comes back to this, like, that I am in a scarcity right now. And so I want the more clients, but I value loyalty. Like, my return clients, I will, like, randomly give them discounts. Like, if they book again, I'll be like, oh, I'm just going to give you $50 off today. <laughs> Do you tell them? Well, they get their contract, and it's yeah. just a surprise $50 off yeah. or a surprise $100 off or yeah. whatever it is. That's you awesome. Know? I think you should focus on giving what you want, which is this idea that I see you as the real person that you are. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Explain a little bit more. So... You're looking for social media content. That's what you're essentially asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how do I have social how media content? How do I content? have... That's what, the real question she's asking is, how do I give social media content mm-hmm. that is value and is not just selling? And isn't photographer education. And isn't photographer I, education. I think it's not selling, but I think it's telling a little bit of the story of the people. If they're okay with it, which I think most people are at this point, they're fine with their pictures being shared by the photographer. But if you have some kind of... Thing they need to sign but I think you could tell stories of how 
this sweet little kid like was so sweet and cute with you. You're talking about how they all walk away as like your boyfriends or whatever. I think telling that story through pictures, like I loved working with this family. It was really sweet. I mean, it's kind of selling without being I, like book with me now. I would think about selling why you should buy pictures. Because what sold me yeah. earlier, I don't care that you're going to be best friends with my kids. I care when I get there. Right. Yeah. But like, oh, help your kids remember this point in time. You know what I mean? Like this, The importance. The importance of capture. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Where back to your story of the woman. What got you is the story of the woman who wanted to show her son that he's worthy. And these pictures, these beautiful portraits are reminding him mm-hmm. of that. So essentially what you're doing is you're telling the story of why documenting your family is important. Yeah. And that think, sells pictures. Yeah, I think Lizzie does a really good job of that. Lizzieography. She does a really good job of saying why it's so important to be in pictures with your kids. I always think about this one message I got from a mom a long time ago who had a son. She hated the way she looked. She like hated the way she looked and she was really big and she was tall like I am. And she had a son with a disability. And once her son was born and she had to physically like carry him to the bathroom, get him dressed until he was 25. Like she was physically responsible for him. And she said there was this moment where she even realized, oh, I have this body so I can carry my kid and do whatever. So her son passed away when he was 25 and she went to find pictures of him for the funeral and she couldn't find a single one. This is my worst fear. I know. She still, even though she saw the purpose in her body, she was still so ashamed of what she looked like. She never took a single photo in 25 years with her kid. And so I think about that a lot, that that is a real, real pain point and insecurity for a lot of people. They don't want to be in the photo. And I think telling that story of the importance of why it's important to take pictures of your kids, like they grow up so fast. You're never going to have those moments. And you're trying to capture these really sweet, simple, authentic moments with their family. And you never know why you'll need the pictures, you know? One of my friend's six-year-old daughters just got diagnosed with cancer and she had family photos that were already scheduled. And it was literally the day before her daughter was going in for a surgery to get a tumor removed. And she was like, this is a way emotionally stressful day, but I could not do these pictures because we don't know what's going to happen. And she posted these beautiful photos. And it's just, you really never know what's going to happen. And having the ability to capture those moments for people, because it's hard to do it for yourself. It's hard to like get pictures with your family. Mm-hmm. But I think that story, just the importance of being in a photo and capturing those moments is really important. Well, and I think, like, I have had dads die. I have had babies die, like clients. And so, but I am a little hesitant to share that because I feel like I'm almost profiting off of this, like, fear. Yeah, I see what you're saying where there's a little bit of a scare tactic. You never know what's going to happen to get your family photos. And I think it just comes from the intention. You never know what's going to happen to get your family photos or... One of the greatest honors of my life is that I was able to capture these photos that unfortunately ended up being used at a funeral. But to think that these images are how this family is going to remember this person, that's a true story for you. Right. You don't have to sell. Because now what we're talking about is how to create value. So that's creating value. Don't sell. Just create value. That's a beautiful story. Yeah. And then when it's time to sell, sell. The other question is, what do you want your Instagram to do? I think what you want your Instagram to do is act as a portfolio. So stop expecting it to get you new clients. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, do you want this huge Instagram following or do you want a lot of clients? I mean clients. Like, I want the connection with clients. You want to say both. I do want to say both because I think... But you think the large following is going to get you all the clients. I think so. Well, and there's a part of me that I think wants a little bit of that influencer 
even though I don't want to want the influencer. But if I think you a want that, better. then you need to post pictures of you and your kids. Right. If that's what you want. Because I don't care about all these other people. Yeah. Well, and that's what I keep going through. Like, nobody cares about anyone else's family photos. No, they don't. You know, and so, unless like, as I, every time I, I post. Unless I want to see what my family pictures are going to look like when I book with you. Yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. I wouldn't care. So, I think if you treat it as a portfolio. You have to decide what you want from me. Yeah. And that's what we're doing in our Instagram for you workshop. I know. We're teaching you the different relationships you can have with Instagram. You can't have this one relationship do it all. If you want this to be a portfolio to attract clients so that clients know what they're going to get so that other people who take pictures tag you, then that's what it is. If you want to build a large following, you post less pictures of other people and other people's kids and more pictures of you and your family. Or you go Diana Palmer route, wispy, airy, light, naked. Yeah. If it's wispy, airy, light, and nakedness in my feed, it's Yan. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter even who the picture's of. Because yeah. it's wispy and it's airy and there's light. Yeah. And there's some figure with long hair covering part of their face. And it's Diana Palmer. And then yeah. there's kind of some naked butts in the sun. Mm-hmm. And that's Diana Palmer. And I love Diana. This is her. Yeah. She's a wispy, airy, naked nymph of a woman. Yeah. <laughs> She's wonderful. She's wonderful. She's one of the most wonderful people on the yeah, planet. Yeah, she's great. And she does an amazing job, better than almost any photographer I've ever seen, have a personal following and share photos of other people. Mm-hmm. So right. then you have to have the most specific style ever. Which, as you say that, I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah. You don't actually want to do that. Yeah. So celebrate, revel, hip hip hooray in the fact you don't want to do that. Release yourself of that obligation. Release yourself of creating all of this content that pours your heart and soul into sharing and connecting and for this backhanded way of getting clients. Share what you believe. Share what you can do. Tell people to recommend your work, period. Right. That's how you're going to grow your business if this is the type of business that you want. Right. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? And it's so confusing and hard and I have to give value and do education. You don't want to do that. You want full shoot days. Is that what you want? I want to shoot as much as I want, if that makes sense. Okay. Like I want whatever I open to book. Perfect. And then you focus on what's doing that and what is doing that. Referrals and meeting people in person. So I think I'm really good in person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Like I'm able to be authentic in person. So you spend that time and money and energy that you were going to pour into trying to figure out how to create valuable content for your Instagram and you show up to in-person events and you bring your camera and you say, can I grab a picture of you? I'll send it to you. And people like me and Ashley go, uh-huh. Thank you. (laughs) And then what you don't do is what happened to me one time where this girl did that and then sent me like a contract. And then I was like, and that's fine. I said, good for her. Oh my gosh, good for you for taking these photos. And then she sent me this whole contract of how I could use them or couldn't use them. And then I was so afraid to use them incorrectly. I just never used them. So here's the thing is like, not even to throw shade on her, but like, That's how she chose to do it, and how I chose to react was to be so worried I was going to do it in the wrong way, I just didn't use the pictures. Mm -hmm. So if you want to give that gift, if you want to show up, and you're like, hey, I'm a photographer, can I grab a couple of pictures for your kids for you? 
Right. There you go. And then what you do is you reach out to someone like freshly picked or you reach out to someone like my sister at Tubby Todd and you see that she has an event coming up and you say hi Tubby Todd you have an event coming up could I go and offer pictures to people at the event but then also offer my services when I send the photos to people right do you see what I'm saying so you're offering the free photos yeah because you're meeting sending, people in person yeah like hey here's your gallery yeah and then you're on my email list kind yeah. of thing yeah Okay. Or you literally go through, because realistically, let's say you do an event like that with mm -hmm. somebody, let's say 15 to 20 people come through okay. that you grab photos of, realistically. Yeah. And you individually email 15 to 20 people with the same copy and paste email saying, I love taking pictures of your kids, I hope I got some great ones, I actually have some sessions coming up if you're interested, and you just give them a few pictures, don't give them a full shoot, mm -hmm. Which right? is my biggest struggle, because yes. I want to give them every no. single photo. No, you just give them a few pictures, you're doing them a favor by not giving them so many that it becomes like, oh, I have all these, you know what I mean? And you say, hey, here I have some sessions coming up, like I loved working with you, and you send that to 20 people. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, those are the ways, if you're good in person, those are the ways to use being good in person to book new clients. Right. Do okay. You see I think saying? I, like, am so hung up on this social media. Uh-huh. Because it's such a thing right now. But then at the same time, I'm like, but social media, I don't have control over. If social media dies, yeah. how am I making business? But then I always, for some reason, keep coming back to, like, oh, I have to build my social media. That's what I have to do. Yeah. That's what's going to build my business. No, I think all you have to do is what you want to do, and all you want to do is have enough clients to book when you want to book. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So all you need to do on your social media is continuously share examples of the types of pictures that you are creating for families, why you love to create them, how you interact with people when you're interacting with them, and I think it. you could do, on your Instagram, I feel like you could do some visual testimonials. For people, yes. so when they're looking at your pictures, the pictures are one thing, but if you had someone sends you their testimonial and you just make it a graphic image, like copy-paste into some design app, so people can share it. So when people are looking, if it's going to function as a portfolio, people can see their experience, what it's going to look like for them. This was in a private account. It's like a screenshot of mm -hmm. her account because it's a private account. Mm -hmm. But if I put this as a post in my feed mm -hmm. or would I put it in a story? Put it in your feed and story. But the point is that when someone comes to your feed, not only are they going to see the pictures, but they're going to see someone else's words while you're amazing. So you see like how Melissa's brand it. school, yeah. yeah, like that. We just have a straight up testimonial about the influencer courses. Yeah. And like, who cares? We have and a testimonial. Allison's brand school is essentially a portfolio of products. Yeah. Sorry. You could pick from that thing if there's one certain part you loved and just there's a ton of free apps. You could make your own graphics. I do my own all the time. But that's another and you want it visual like that because when people can just see who are not going to open every single picture to see the caption underneath, you want to be able to see visually exactly what it is. Okay. Because I have it in like a highlight story yeah, where they no. just swipe through. That's but. one way, but it's going to take people a lot longer to go into a highlight and go find out yeah. and maybe. Yeah. But you want people to look at your Instagram and see within like five seconds what they're going to get out of it. So they're going to see the pretty pictures and they're going to see the testimonials of people saying what it was like to shoot with May Lily. Okay. 
And you can take those testimonials and you can grab the little bits and pieces you like most. You don't have to use, like, that's a really lengthy one. I would grab, like, the one or two sentences that really stand out that's, like, what you want to sell to other people and have that be what's a visual for people to see, too. At the end of the day, this is what it comes down to, is you have to choose. And you don't want to choose. You want to do everything. You want to give value. You want to be an influencer. You want to share your family. You want to tell them that you're going to the pool with your kids. And you want them to book you. And you want to sell and not have to sell. Yes. Basically. Right? That would be perfect. Yeah, that would be... But like not a bit, like just a little influence. Do you see what I'm saying? Which is like, but why? Now, if you want to be an influencer, be an influencer. But if you think you need to be an influencer in order to get what you want. Well, I think like as I've gone through my, you know, we just did like the four weeks. What I want, as I like wrote my brown promises and everything I wrote, like the word photo or capture wasn't even in it until my brand promises. Yeah. Like my core message and stuff. And so as I was looking at that and you asked a question in one of your podcasts, it's fine. I'm just a little bit of a stalker. I love it. Thank but you. <laughs> you asked a question at the end of one of your business therapy that was if everybody gave you permission and supported you mm-hmm. or I can't remember exactly the question, you know, like what would you do? And like doing photos was on there, but it was also like, helping small businesses find holes and helping them fill their holes. Like, I think the reason I love photography is what I get out of it. It's not that I love photography. I just happen to have, like, fell into training that, like, was really good training, and I happen to have a gift with kids. But I love photography because of what I can give them, you know? And so I have a feeling that eventually I will pivot, which I think is why I, like, have my brain is still so scattered because at the back of my head I'm like, am I going to pivot? And so what I would do first is start with the information we've given you today to try to get specific and use your Instagram as a portfolio and try it for a little bit and see what you get. Because you might be really happy when you start getting more clients and your appointments are booking up and see how you feel. When you have a full client roster and you're able to book up all your dates, see how you feel. If that feels like exactly what you need, then you'll know that that's the direction to keep going in. But if you have what you're saying you want and it still doesn't feel right, then you can go back to the drawing board and be like, okay, I do want to pivot. You're not going to get so far down the road that you could never pivot to do an influencer if you didn't, if you wanted to, you're not going to get too far ahead. So I think just try what we've told you to see if it works, because I think these strategies will help you book more and get in front of more people, but try it on for size. And if you have what you want and then you still don't feel like it's fulfilling you hundred percent, then you can go back to the drawing board. Yeah. I love that. Because I think it has nothing to do with not being a photographer and everything to do with not wanting to have to choose one thing. Mm-hmm. Probably. Right? <laughs> I can't be... I just di- want to be everywhere and everybody. That's all. <laughs> yeah. But the reason we don't want to choose things is, one, maybe we don't want to choose things, and two, when you choose everything, you choose nothing, and when you choose nothing, you can fail at nothing, you can disappoint no one. Which I have a huge issue with disappointment. Right. But do you see what I'm saying? I don't think it's that you want to pivot so much. It's you just want to leave yourself space just in case. Yeah. I mean, I do that in life. So let's just go all in. Let's just... You've been doing photography for eight years. (laughs) Let's just go all in on the photography. And just because it's like, oh, I could be an influencer. I could be this. If that's going to happen, that's going to happen. Do you see what I'm saying? It's going to happen. I think I'm just so afraid to be the one that fails. <laughs> How could you fail? What does failure even look like? Disappointment. Who are you disappointing? 
myself. And is that a choice? I mean, yes. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you just get to choose to be disappointed in yourself or not be disappointed in yourself. I know, I know. Okay, I'll get out. No, it's fine. I choose whatever I want to do. Because <laughs> um, I want action items, and I love what Ashley said. Because that's what oh, Ashley I, is really good at. Yes is we like to get emotional about it and then Ashley goes yeah but why don't you just go try to do that work real quick because <laughs> <laughs> well, one pain point based on conversations we've had in the past yeah and one thing you addressed was scarcity and yeah. I think if that scarcity monetarily specifically were being addressed you wouldn't feel so frantic in your decisions and I feel like if you had the clients and the money that you needed coming in you wouldn't be all over the place trying to find something else that works and that's why I think that if you try this, I know it'll work and it'll get that result. But then you get to decide after that if it's fulfilling to you or if you're still searching around. When you have the business and the clientele that you need, if you're still lurking around for other places, then you'll know. Yeah. But you don't really know unless you go down that path and go all in. Because at the end of the day, absolutely none of what you're looking for is going to come from this business. Your value as a person, you being good enough, you not being an imposter, you not disappointing people, you being worthy. Seen that identity in there yet? Yeah. <laughs> None of that comes from the business. You're right. going to try to find it through the business and you're going to learn a lot about yourself through the business. But at the end of the day, you ultimately just decide and choose and it comes from within. And that's why you don't want to be boxed in because you want this thing to give you everything and you're realizing it can't give you everything, so I better change and go find. It's just like people who remarry and remarry and remarry and remarry. That relationship is going to give it to me. That relationship is going to give it to me. That relationship is going to give it to me. Wherever you go, there you are. Right. Mm -hmm. So yes. whether you're a photographer or an influencer, you're always going to have to be able to sell. You're always going to have to be able to get over imposter syndrome. You're always going to have to be in a place of quote-unquote scarcity and try to find the abundance. You right. see what I'm saying? Yes. You're doing a really good job. You're doing a really good job. I'm really excited for you to try these things. So if you would like to book a beautiful photographer, like May Lily Photography, and have her make your children obsessed with her, yeah. right? They're going to be obsessed with you. They are going to be obsessed with you. It's May Lily Photography on Instagram. Thank photo. you so much. May Lily Photo. Thank you so much for being here, Michelle. We love you. Okay, isn't Michelle the best? I love this conversation. I feel like there are so many relatable, applicable things. And now we're just ready to dive into our business therapy questions. Because remember, what is the point of all this if you're not applying it? If you're not actually looking at your business and taking steps forward? And that's what I love about these business therapy questions. So question number one, have you assigned yourself a job that is actually impossible to do? Have you assigned yourself a job that is actually impossible to do? I talk to Michelle about this. So often we can give ourselves a job that is not actually possible, like trying to control how people receive your work, trying to control the feelings of other people, trying to make sure that we make every other person happy. And we might believe that we can do these things, but hopefully through listening to your this conversation, you're gonna start to realize you might be sneakily assigning yourself a task that you're completely setting yourself up for failure because nobody on the planet is capable of doing it. 
just do some inventory there. Sometimes I do that with relationships, with my kids. I have to make sure that nothing bad happens to my kids. I'm setting myself up for failure if that's true because I can't ensure that nothing bad happens to my kids and then I want to fight that realization. So that might be holding you back in your business. That might be holding you back in your life and draining you. That very thought I just shared right there could be draining you. So ask yourself that question. Business therapy question number two. Are you letting a future possibility hold you back from the decisions you make right now? So maybe you think, oh, in the future, I wanna be able to do this, so I can't do A, B, and C right now. This type of thinking is really detrimental because, again, it's, it's building a premise on something we can't control. If I only made decisions based, I, I just talked to a girl about this this morning at the soda drive-thru, and she said, I don't think I wanna do that job because it's not what I wanna do for the rest of my life. So this future possibility of taking this great job she got offered, she's like, I don't wanna do this for the rest of my life, future decisions. And I said to her, guess what, sweetheart? Nothing you're doing right now is what you're gonna be doing for the rest of your life. So if you wanna do it right now and there's valuable things to learn from it right now, don't let that hold you back. So the question again is, are you letting a future possibility, like I don't wanna do this for the rest of my life, hold you back in the decisions you're making right now? And the third business therapy question for you for this episode 12 is, do you really wanna do everything or is it that you just don't wanna have to choose something? Do you want it all or nothing at all? Is it truly, like when I'm talking to Michelle, she wants to be an influencer, she wants to be a photographer, she wants to be able to blah, 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 and I'm like, do you really actually want all those things? Or is it that the thing you really want scares you? Maybe you don't even know exactly what it is you want. And because you don't know exactly what it is you want, you think you have to keep all of your options open. Back to what I said previously, whatever you're doing right now is not what you're gonna be doing for the rest of your life. I know people who've gone to law school that aren't lawyers. In fact, I just saw one of my friends who went to law school dropped out of law school, and then it's what, like almost 10 years later, he just graduated with a master's in something entirely different. We get so stuck on thinking the decisions we're making right now are gonna lock us into some future, and I'm not saying decisions are without consequence, I'm just saying so often we are making assumptions and decisions based on events that we have no concrete evidence for. So back to that question, is it really that you wanna do every single thing, or is it really you don't wanna be boxed in, you don't wanna have to choose, or you think by choosing you're never gonna be able to do the other things? The way these questions are gonna work is if you think of a specific place in your life where you're feeling stuck, and then make them work for you. Maybe change a few words around, wiggle it around, give it a little noodling, and I think that they're gonna help open your mind. That's the intention. I'm so grateful you're here. I love, 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 love that you guys are tuning into business therapy. Somebody came up to me the other day and said, oh, I love your podcast. And I just assumed they were talking about Awesome with Allison and they're like, business therapy. And I was like, yes, <laughs> please.
please share about it because we are still growing it. And if you tag Allison's Brand School and share about the podcast, we are going to start looking for people to send prizes to. Please leave your review on iTunes. We'll start reading those. And we are just so grateful you're here. I just want to encourage you that there are people out there who need what you have to give. Don't let imposter syndrome or thinking you have to choose everything and make these huge decisions for the rest of your life right now keep you from doing what you feel called to do. I'm going to say that one more time. If you feel called to do it, freaking do it. Love you, boss babes. My man, Mr. Eric Robertson, wants to invite you to join Pleasant Pictures Music Club. If you are a content creator, you can save 20% off with the code Business Therapy. So go to pleasantpictures.club and enjoy this jaunty tune.